Hi, you guys. I'm back. I um, had to take a break because I got a little winded <laughs> with all the um, responses that I received. If you're just tuning in and you haven't had a chance to hear the first half, um, I'm just going over some questions that I've always wanted to ask my mom. And also, there's some questions that I just wanted to get answers to myself Um these um, questions and answers are helping me just as much as I want them to help you guys. So um, again, I just took a break to give you guys some time to regroup, think about what you heard, and let's get to it. So this question is for Tiffany. You have such a beautiful family of different ages. What has been one of the most challenging things when it comes to prioritizing? How did you overcome that? And what would you say to a parent that's struggling to make time for themselves and their family? And her answer is, the biggest challenge is just not having enough time. My kids' ages are 16, 11, 7, 6, and 1. So they all have different things going on. So I just have to make time to accommodate them all and what they have going on. I have yet to overcome. My prioritizing is really non-existent. I just go with the flow because I'm being pulled in every direction all the time. I would tell that parent that's struggling with me time is just do it. Don't feel guilty about having some time for yourself. I got stuck like that after my last child, beating myself up, not wanting to ask anyone to keep her and the others because it just seemed like too much. But now it's either me time or a straight jacket. <laughs> um, thank you, Tiffany, for responding and giving me your honest answer. Um, that's helped me a lot. Just hearing that I'm not the only one or wasn't the only one with that internal struggle of asking for, for help. Um, we all need me time. I've even have come to the realization that me time isn't just me getting a break from my children. It's me maybe sitting down and reading a book. It's me, um, getting rest. Like, I may not even need to sleep. Sometimes I need to just regroup mentally, um, especially after a long day at work and I get home. The kids don't understand that you're just getting off work. They don't understand that um, even if you didn't have to work, they just don't get, you know, mommy needs some time to just be the best me that she can be. And I struggled with that for years with all of my kids, just not wanting to ask for help. But now... That's another podcast, <laughs> but um, just thank you. I thank you so much, Tiffany, for giving me your 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 honest answer with that. Our next one is for Angel. Her question is: If you ever felt unsure of your parenting skills, what have you done to tackle that uncertainty? What advice would you give to a parent that has felt unsure of themselves? Her answer: The time that I did feel uncertain. I panicked at first and cried because I felt I was failing, but I prayed and journaled, but mostly looked back on how I was raised, the things that I didn't want to implement into parenting, and remembered that we all make mistakes as humans, but it makes us better humans when we correct our wrongs. As a first-time mother, it was different from helping out with siblings, nieces and nephews, or working childcare, because everybody raises children different, and you can't say, you can't just say, excuse me, oh, I'm raised my kid like this or that, or I'm going to do like this person does because every child is different and what may work for them may not work for you. For the longest, I kind of had that mindset, 
But when I really sat down and I saw it out, I changed a lot of things, implemented what works for me growing up and implemented what worked for my husband as he was coming up. And I put the two together to build the parenting skill that I have today. I do feel kind of uncertain now because with both me and her dad full, being full-time students, I question myself as to am I doing the right thing with being full-time or should I go part-time and work so she can go to daycare? But I struggle with that because I think ahead of time, like if I'm part-time, I can only miss um, so many days before I'm removed from the program because I know I'll miss those days if she gets sick at daycare. Then I'm going to miss be missing days of work with a lot of companies that are starting to get strict. But I have to remember I'm doing what will set us up for better in the long run. Thank you, Angel, for responding um, to that question and being so, so honest and open and letting us know about your uncertainty. And I'm sure you're not alone in, you know, second guessing yourself or wondering if you're doing the right thing for your family. But I, I do give you props for acknowledging that it's something that you've struggled with and something that you're still working on. So I think you can do it. I know you can do it. We all can do it. We just have to have support. Um, we have to have a plan. Um, and if we don't have a plan, just try to think about how would it, whatever choice you make, how would it affect your family in the long run? I, I'm always an advocate for weighing my pros and my cons and praying and asking God for guidance because sometimes we get so emotional and overwhelmed with what may come that we worry and lose focus on what our goals are. And we're more focused on the problem or what may be a problem instead of what um, we want to to come to pass. So I understand uh, about that struggle. I was in school um, when I f had my first daughter. Um, I eventually went back and I wanted to sh just show her that even though my life took a turn, it didn't take a turn for the worst. So I went back to school. I graduated. Um, I got my associates and then I went back to school and started on my bachelor's. I got pregnant again. So I was like, you know what? The devil is a liar. I am going to finish. I didn't. I didn't finish. And this is just me being transparent. I didn't finish because I pr I pushed myself so hard because I wanted to be someone that my girls can look back on and say, my mom she did it. And I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm not saying that I'm not going to finish school. What I'm saying is I pushed myself too hard and I physically and mentally broke down because I didn't have enough support at home to take the classes, to, to you know, study, to put the time in. My um, At the time I was in school, my oldest was maybe seven or eight. And my, my child, my middle one at that time was probably um, one maybe two. And it was hard, you know, raising a toddler and also having my oldest help. And I didn't want to put that on her. I've never wanted any of my kids to feel like a second mom or a second dad to their siblings. So um, I dropped out of school and I am going back. I, I, de I declare and decree and I will put out in the atmosphere that I will finish. And that'll be another podcast that I can tell you, listen, remember that time I said I was, you know, going back to school, I finished. So thank you, Angel, for sharing that with us um, about your uncertainty and how you, 
you know, tackled that and um, giving that piece of advice to other parents that struggle with that as well. Our next one is Miss Georgette. Her question is, we all want the best for our children. And at times I felt like I wasn't doing enough for my kids. Have you ever felt like what you gave your family wasn't enough? What did you get? Excuse me. What did you do to get over that hump? And what would you say to someone experiencing that feeling? She says, as parents, we always want the best for our kids. Growing up, I witnessed my mother working very hard to make sure we had everything we needed. It may not have been what we wanted, but we never went without. Seeing my mom go through this, I vowed that if I ever had kids, I would give them the world. Realistically, we really can't give them the world, but we will try. I will work from sun up to sundown at times, bring it home, um, and still working to make sure that they got what they needed. Well, what I thought they needed. Feeling sometimes as if I didn't do enough. I should have worked a little more. I would leave them home or at times bring them to work and have them sit in the car while I work, not realizing the danger they could have been in. In the end, the hard work got them the things that I thought they needed. But in reality, it caused more emotional hurt than I knew. We can't overwork ourselves to try to provide the materialistic things and all our kids want is want is our time. My kids pretty much let me know, mom, we need you home. It took my kids to make me realize that they really don't care about the things. They really just need need to be present. My advice to any mother that is feeling as if they are not doing enough to take a step back and ask the kids how they feel. We tend to be our worst critics and miss the big picture. Wow. (laughs) I couldn't have said that better myself. Um, What I do now with my children is every Friday um, we have family time. And I don't mean family time like we sit and play, you know, board games and listen to music and dance around the house. We have family time where we actually sit down for however long it takes and we talk about our day and then we talk about our week and we talk about what we want to accomplish as a family and what we want to accomplish as individuals. And I do that because I want to know what my kids want from me and I want them to know what I need from them. And yeah, they're kids and there's in their minds, they're like, mommy, what can, what can I give you? I don't have a job. I can't work. What I need from them is to tell me the honest truth. Do you need me home? Do you need to spend more time with me? Do you need me to show up to the school more often? Do you need me to give you more hugs, more kisses? Do you feel loved? And um, they tell you. They tell you the honest truth. Like, we sometimes think for our children and think that they want one thing when they don't. Yeah, they may like that shiny toy that they see on the toy aisle in Walmart, or they may want these new shoes that come out. But I guarantee you, if you took mommy away, they will plead for mommy to come back harder than they plead for those toys and those shoes that they want. So it's really good that we focus on our children and not the material things because you can't replace your mom. They only get one of us. They only get one mom, one dad. That's it. They have people that can play the role, but it's not the same as having that mom and that dad. You know what I mean? So um, it's, it's really good to know that there are times when we feel vulnerable, but we have our children and our family there to, you know, help us feel like we're doing our part when it comes to providing for our children, providing the necessities for our children. 
So um, thank you so much, Georgia, for sharing. I, I greatly appreciate it. All right, I'm going to the next one. The next one we have is Alicia. Her question is, what was one of the challenges of being a new mom and a newlywed, and how did you overcome that challenge? Her answer, being a new mom and a newlywed combined was overwhelming. Being a newlywed alone was an easy adjustment. I love my husband and was ready to put the title wife to use immediately. I was husband this, husband that, all day and every day. That part was, it is a breeze. I live for being a wife. The only barrier we had at the moment was financial because due to circumstances, I was the only one working and we just moved my mother-in-law into our home. So it was a little stressful for me during that brief period of adjustment. I became a first-time mom when I was a few days shy of being married for six months. What a beautiful day. But the weeks leading up to then was stressful. I was placed in the hospital due to my blood pressure, so I had to cancel my baby shower, which meant I also had to end up buying a lot of stuff out of pocket. Diapers have never been an issue, thanks to God and my daddy. But clothes and other necessities we didn't get at the baby shower was a luxury to have those gifted to us. So here I was in the hospital, 35, 36 weeks, on Amazon and Target going crazy. It's so weird. You set up a registry, go and buy a checklist that they create for you, but you never really know how much stuff you need or don't need when you have to buy it yourself. My days were a little lonely because at this point, my husband was back working and he was working from six in the morning to six in the evening. So did everyone else I know. So during the days I was lonely, but in the evening I would get visitors and my husband. The day my baby was born, it all happened so fast. I heard so many stories about the first birth being a long labor, so I was prepared to be in labor for a while. The opposite happened. From water breaking to delivery was about five hours. And that's how motherhood has been. It's been a whirlwind. Coming home from the hospital, I was super emotional. I was very scared to be away from my daughter for any amount of time. My husband and I saw things differently because this was his fourth and it was my first. So a lot of the feelings I was experiencing, he didn't believe me at first. When I was diagnosed with postpartum anxiety, I had a lot of resentment towards him initially because I felt that if he would have let me adjust to motherhood at my speed, then it wouldn't have gotten bad. It was almost like we were back to the dating stage, getting to know each other all over again. When you become a new mom, you're no longer who you were before the baby. And that's something we learned. I know everything about my husband and he knew everything about me. But after our daughter was born, we had to learn more about each other. He more so than me. Once we were able to understand who each other was and let go of expectations of our previous selves, it was a lot, a lot easier to adjust to all of the newness. Caring for our daughter became less anxiety-filled. Our marriage was no longer strained, and I was able to relax. God and Zoloff. God and Zoloff. <laughs> I love it. Thank you, Alicia, for sharing um, your challenges of being a new mom and a, new, and a newlywed. And how you overcame those challenges were applaudable. I uh, experienced postpartum depression um, for all of my pregnancies and for different reasons. And I thank God that I was able to overcome those uh, periods of my life with just God being my rock. Like I, I just meditated on the word. And I remember at one point I felt that I was alone, that if I told anyone how I was feeling, that they wouldn't understand or they wouldn't believe me because I was faking it. I was still going to work. I was still a functioning mother. I knew in the back of my mind that even though I was feeling sad and 
unworthy of my children and less than I still had to take care of them. So I wasn't at my breaking point when I was going through that moment with having postpartum depression, but I wasn't mentally prepared for the emotional and physical transition. Um, With my first daughter, I think I was just lost because I was only 21, 22. When I had her, um, I had I had to transition quickly from being single and just doing what I, doing what I wanted, being selfish if I if I wanted to be because I had no one to take care of but myself to taking care of, of this little person. So she quickly changed me to being the opposite of what I was. And then with my second daughter, I had an emergency C-section. We both almost lost our lives because I I had a health condition that wasn't that was not recognized until after I had her. And so by the grace of God, the doctors were able to catch it, save the both of us. And because I was not mentally prepared to bring her home so early, I think that I was rushed, if that makes any sense. I didn't have time. Just like you were saying, um, you know, if you were able to adjust at your speed, you know, you probably would have been able to deal with it better. I get it. That's exactly how I felt. I, I was put in a position where I had no choice. I was rushed. So that was my second. My third, another C-section. <laughs> um, it wasn't necessarily an emergency, but it was definitely needed because his umbilical cord was wrapped or it was coiled in the birth canal. So I tried to push and push and push and push. Nothing was happening. And they were like, oh. C-section because his heart rate is dropping. I'm like, dang it. (laughs) I tried. (laughs) And again, I was not prepared. I'm like, no, this is not the plan. So my depression after having him was, this is not my plan. God, what is going on? And so I had to quickly snap out of it and think about, you know, my kids. So I want to just commend you and any other mom that had to transition from one thing to another. And I totally understand. I get it. Every birth that I I experienced, every pregnancy that I experienced, it was a transition. And so being a new mom to a newlywed, you rock. You're rocking and I love you. (laughs) So I'm going to do one more. We are running out of time. (laughs) And again, I thank you guys so much for, for your responses. They have been just... Awesome. Um, so the next one, the last one is Miss Sophia. Her question, having a great support system is something that I cherish. What does the support of family mean to you? And what would you say to someone that doesn't have support from family and is struggling to become the best they can be? Her answer, having the support of family means a lot to me. I had my first child at 19 and at 19, I didn't know what I was doing. And half of the time, I didn't know whether I was coming or going, but I was responsible for a baby. Knowing that my mom and sister was excuse me, knowing that my mom and sister was there giving me all the support I needed helped me in so many ways. Just knowing that I had the support of these people gave me the confidence and courage to be a great mother. To the women who feel as if you don't have a support system, trust me, you do. A support system doesn't have to be family. A support system can also be friends. Sometimes you just have to ask for help and open up to friends and family. People won't know what you're going through or know you need help if you don't ask. Thank you so much, uh, Miss Sophia, for your, your response to that question. And it is 
it's more than true. We have to work as a community. We have to work as a unit when it comes to being a mom. And even if you're not a mom, if you're just a caregiver to, to anyone, if you're taking care of your parents, if you're taking care of your sister's kids, if you're taking care of your friend's kids, whatever the situation is, we have to be a support system. It's detrimental nowadays. There are so many, and I've mentioned this before, so many news articles and um, things I hear on the radio, things I just hear, just all these babies and these kids that are being neglected and abused and murdered because they don't have the support that they need. They don't have, you know, aunties, uncles, teachers, church members, anybody that can just knock on the door and just check on these babies. Moms need it too. Moms need someone to come by and say, hey, you want to get out the house for a little bit? Let's take the kids to the park and take a walk. We're so afraid of being judged and we're so afraid of someone saying no that we don't ask for help. And we have to stop doing that, you guys. We have to stop thinking for other people. We don't know what's going on with other people and no one will need, no one will know you need hope help until you ask just like miss sophia said in her response so again you guys it looks like there's going to be a part three <laughs> i had no idea that you know this episode was going to take us down uh, uh, this journey it's been eye-opening it's been enlightening and i greatly appreciate again what you all have said um i just pray that it's it's going to do something for somebody it's going to make someone's heart soften it's going to make someone's heart open and it's going to make people be more accountable for our, our sisters. Like we have to, we have to come together and just love on each other. So I'm going to take a break, you guys, and I'll be back with part three and I'm so excited. So I'll talk to you guys later.